everyone. Today is our very first launch on our professional series. We are going to be starting off with human resources. Uh, this is a series strictly dedicated to professionals, whether you're in human resources as we are starting off today. Uh, but we will also be doing a series on legal practice. So if you're an attorney, a paralegal of sorts, that can also help you. We're going to be doing a series also on the medical field or in the medical field. Uh, so this will be targeted more towards either doctors or nurses and such. Um, after that, we're going to also start a, um, a course um, for engineers and so forth and so on. So we have so many courses available for you to, to uh, pick and choose uh, where you're going to learn the terminology um, more than anything for your particular field. So we really do hope that you enjoy this series and uh, please let me know your comments and how you think that we can best help you out in uh, future podcasts. And let's, uh, let's start. Today, as I mentioned, we are starting off with uh, human resources. And we are particularly starting off with recruitment. So let's get started here. Um, we have here a list of tasks within recruitment that need to be kind of put in order. So we have uh, 10 tasks um, labeled from A through J, and we have to number them. So these are the tasks that we have. A, check or write the job description. B, make a job offer. C, prepare a person's specification. D, advertise the job. E, shortlist applicants from the first interviews. F, conduct second interviews. G, carry out screening and interviews. H, select the most suitable candidate. I, after employee resigns, analyze the job and consider alternatives for hiring a replacement. Example, internal staff versus the labor market. And J, send feedback to unsuccessful applicants. So basically, these 10 tasks, we have to put them in order from one through 10. So for example, the very first task that we should be, um, that we should handle is, after an employee resigns, analyze the job and consider alternatives for hiring a replacement, for example, internal staff versus the labor market. So this would be considered the very first task. What would be the second one uh, from the list that we just mentioned? So the second one would be A, check or write the job description. The third one would be considered C, prepare a person's specification. The following number four would be letter D, advertise the job. So in this case, once we know what, whether we're going, that we are not going to be looking internally uh, for this replacement, we are going to start advertising uh, for the uh, job position itself. After that, we have to do uh, G, which is carry out the screening and interviews. Obviously, this is going to be more in terms of uh, once you do have your candidates, you have to pre-screen them. So you can either do this through Zoom or you can do this through phone, kind of a very short interview. And after that, you can either have the person come into your office or, you know, continue doing the process via Zoom. Nowadays, that's very, very common, particularly when the candidate is out of state. Um, after that is uh, for number six, we have letter E. We have to shortlist the applicants for the first interviews or from the first interviews. So basically, we had 
if we interview like 10 applicants, we have to create a shortlist, whether that's three to five candidates. Usually that's pretty pretty typical to do within uh, human resources to shortlist uh, the, um, the, the process between three to five candidates at most, five being very, very top, um, three being very moderate to, um, yeah, it's easier to, to, um, to decipher which which of the candidates you would like to continue going more moving forward with. Um, after that, uh, we would have to conduct a number set, the seventh step, which would be conduct second interviews. This is in line with the very first um, part of the interview section, right? Uh, after that, after seven, it's eight. We have to select the most suitable candidate. We have to make sure that we look into or we take into account the culture of the company, the job description itself. Sometimes the person may have very good, solid uh, aptitude, skills and experience, but doesn't quite fit the culture itself. So that that um, can um, sometimes hinder the, um, the, the candidate to be qualified or to proceed in a, in a particular job offer. If they're not meeting that your, your company's culture, no matter how well experienced that person is, it's going to be a bit hard to, for them to make a proper fit. And instead of bringing in a very solid experienced person uh, to your, to your headcount, it may go against what your company culture has going and it may start affecting the way the other um, team members within your company are, you know, start interacting with each other and that might be a bit disruptive. So I would, you know, definitely consider it or take that part into consideration. Um, after that, uh, it's at nine for letter for number nine, that would be make a job offer. Now, most companies, what they do is they actually set up a letter or a template and um, they just fill in the blanks and send it off. With that letter, always remember to put in a, um, a, a due date, right? So, you know, this job offer is available up to, for the most, for, for the most part, uh, most companies give it between a three-day uh, turnaround to a, you know, one week for the um, um, applicant to respond. After that is um, we go to number 10, which is the letter J. Send feedback to unsuccessful, unsuccessful applicants. This is very important. I know that some companies don't really do this, but it's um, it's a very good best practice to, to do so. It gives the candidates a sense of, okay, well, you know, the, the process is over and they don't have to keep hoping or they, they don't have to continue uh, with, the, with the waiting period that's already technically over, but they don't know that yet. So it's, it's really a good practice to inform your, your, all of your candidates, um, whether they got the job or not, to just do a follow-up and say, you know, a thank you note is basically what, um, what you are sending them. Um, very um, nice thank you um, note in terms of you know, thank you for applying. Thank you for taking the time and uh, taking us into consideration as one of your future employers and such. So that's always a good, uh, good thing to do. But um, anyway, so this is uh, the very first part of recruitment. I hope that you did enjoy this series. And if you have any thoughts or inquiries, please let me know. Thank you so much.